Hello and welcome to Kicking Balls, the podcast where two 20-something Americans give out a whole lot of opinions on soccer as if they're fact. Hello, welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, We have a hypothetically short episode, but I'm also allowing Katia to which is her prerogative, to rant a bit in the middle, so unknown length of time, potentially. Um, And the reason for that is because the Champions League men's final happened over the weekend, um, and I will let her announce what happened, which you should probably already know if you weren't living under a rock, but I will still allow her because it is her team. So go ahead. Champions of Europe, you'll never sing that. (laughs) <laughs> I cried. I literally cried. Um, she did. City... I have like photo evidence. She cried like halfway through. I don't even, like it was. No, even I'll, I'll give the cry. recap. I'll give the recap. So I'll give the recap. Um, so, um, so we're going to on the Champions League. Yes. Um, which of course also means they won the treble. We'll get into that sort of chaos in a moment. Let's talk. We we do want to talk about the game. We wanted to the, talk about the, the game itself. briefly. Um, talk about the soccer. This is a soccer podcast, not. A Jack Grealish podcast, though it's going to become one in like 10 minutes. Ignore that. Um, but let's just quickly talk the soccer. Um, because that is the game. And I will say, I can start with some comments. Um, and maybe a question to you on mm-hmm. your opinions. Because it's re- yeah. I forget the exact stat. But if anyone hadn't wa- didn't watch this new City 1, City 1 won 0. Um, which is like... Which is becoming par for the course yeah, in the Champions so League. I think the last four about. finals were one nothing. Yeah, and I and I don't know. It just sparked my interest because it was funny because before the game, I feel like I said to you, like, I would love, like, a fun, like, kind of high-scoring game. Yeah. Like, it would be fun to see a final with a lot of goals. Like, I almost feel like one of the last finals, I, like, that was, like, the Barcelona-Juventus game, which is, like, eons ago, you know? I like, also feel like, I also feel like given how insane and exciting the, like, World Cup final was, like, six months ago, yeah. that, like, I certainly get from a neutral perspective that, like, I, a lot of people are saying the game was boring. And I can, in hindsight, I can yeah. look at it and say, okay, fair enough. Yeah, um, I mean that is how I. I don't think it was boring for you, right? Like you, yeah, like were as, not... a, as someone emotionally invested in yeah. the outcome of the game, like, and 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 I also am someone who generally pushes back against calling most games boring, um, because I think that like a lot of people that do that are just like only in it, only in the sport for the goals, and like have yeah. a lot of times they say that because they can't actually appreciate the technical ability of what's going on. I don't know that that's that much of the case here. I think if I was a neutral, it it would have been probably kind of I boring. Think, I think it wasn't um, that there weren't many goals. I think, and I mean, I I feel like you would agree. I attest to this too. I feel like the first half was sloppy from both. Yeah, teams. we we I like, I texted that to you. Yeah. yeah, and like that obviously played into Inter's hand. Like I think like we we texted about this. Like that helped Inter, right? Yeah. Like that sloppiness on cities like i felt like city came out not scared here's no here's the thing it was it was odd and they obviously got into it in the second half but the first half was not an interesting game to watch i have i have a hypothesis about this um i'll be honest 
um, I think we said after the FA Cup final that City did not have their best game at the FA Cup final yeah, and that they yeah, never really got out of second gear. Um, yeah. I think that that is true of the Champions League final as well. Yeah, I would um, agree. Yeah. They definitely did not look anywhere near their swaggering best. Had they looked their swaggering best, this would have been a there. W- it, this would have been four or five goals. Um, yeah, no, it, it, I mean it would have. I mean, yeah. Um, there's so, and I think that like, if we hadn't won both cup games, we'd be looking back on the the Premier League post like actually winning it with a lot of criticism because so much of the best city's best 11 didn't play those games um which obviously we don't have to look back and criticize that because city did get the job done in both games but had they not gotten the job done i do think that's what we would have criticized i think that definitely heavily plays into the performances themselves at the end of the day though i certainly do not give a fuck um we won the fucking trouble like I don't care if it wasn't pretty no Um, no yeah and I don't think and you shouldn't care really it does it doesn't really matter how you win as long as you win I just think yeah to harken back to the original point of like these finals having just been a string of finals especially seeing like if you want to compare it to like the women's champions league final like that we talked about last week like like carbon like opposites right and it's yeah, just it's interesting definitely, to like think about like why that is um it's honestly, definitely it might been, just not be anything it could just be the nature of the games but um it's definitely been a couple been years since we had um I feel like what's happened and this is my hypothesis completely but I feel like in many ways the real exciting games of the Champions League the last four years or so have come in the semis. Um, I think City Real Madrid, both last year and this year, the both legs of those games were more exciting than the final last year or the final this year. No, I agree. Um, no, no, no. I yeah. think, and I think like I think back to you know when Tottenham was in the fi- Tottenham the Tottenham Liverpool final. I didn't watch most of that game because I was so bored and like. Like, um, you know, Bayern, PSG, I don't remember much about that game. Um, it, I feel like, you know, somebody played. That was a weird I don't, game. That was a weird game. Like, it, we've had a couple years in a row where I, it's just yeah. not been. The Chelsea City final, obviously, I, I, I can't look at it objectively because that was, but that that wasn't was really a, tense. Um, but that wasn't, st- wasn't that only 1-0 as well? Yes, it was also right? 1-0, and- yeah. And that was like a messy ass game as all hell. Like, how did Kai Havertz score that goal? Here, okay. I've been thinking about this because wine. I have been a neutral in all Champions League finals, and well, yeah, barring a miracle, will probably continue to be one possibly. Um, this is crazy, and they'll never do it. But what if you had two legs? Because I think semifinals are chaotic due to the on aggregate scoring i don't know how you would do it i don't know how you would do it because i think you'd have to do two games in a neutral site yeah like i get what you're saying think this is never gonna happen anyone so ignore my weird podcast like dream or whatever but like or does it not help? And like a final is one game could go to extra time, could go to penalties and it's, it's whatever. I mean, I think I, I get, know. I, I get what you're saying, but I think like 
the thing is we have had really exciting Champions League finals in the exactly. past. Like I yeah. think back to the the Atletico uh Real final. Oh my god. That final yeah. was yeah. I that was such and I had no dog in that fight, but I have such distinct memories of that yeah, final. That was like, a, no, you're uh, so right. And the you're goal so that right. Bale scored, like I have, I, and I mm-hmm. literally hate Real Madrid. Like I hate. Yeah, Real but Madrid, we do love such... Gareth Bale. Like we I remember watching Bale. that That's game, being like, but if like anyone was going to score that goal for Real to win, thank God it was Gareth Bale. Right, like, right? like I, no, and you're, I and have totally strong right. memories of the of like a cup of several Champions League finals from years ago. Um, yeah, that no, were you know, so this has definitely been like the last couple of years. It's just been, it's just been like again. I feel like constant. what's happened is there's been a little bit more of an isolation at the top, mm. um, in the terms of of sort of who the best teams are. You know, City, Real. Bayern um there's been a little bit of a drop off from teams like Juventus um and uh, Barcelona and I feel like we've often the last couple of years seen the two biggest teams in the semis semis. they played each other in the semis yeah not in the final and like that happened again this year I mean City played Bayern in the quarters and then PS and then no, you know this year was ridiculous it was like what right. it was once I mean, one was half of the bracket was so highly loaded over and, the other and, and maybe like, and maybe that is the solution right maybe I don't even like maybe they should try and be a little bit more because I feel like for example had City played Bayern in the final or oh, City played good. Madrid in the final yeah. it would have been a much more exciting game but city never and i think at the end of the day like and yes of course i'm biased but i i do think everyone can kind of admit that manchester city is a better team than inter milan oh yeah Um, i I think everyone was saying that beforehand yeah like that's not really i don't think that's i don't really think that's that's a strong bias me saying that i don't think so. so like and i think that like because of that that the reality of the gulf of difference between the two teams that played in the final city were never forced to go out of their comfort zone yeah really push really hard and obviously like this is all me saying in hindsight like in the moment of the game like I was so high anxiety I literally don't even know how to explain to you well I cried three times um in the game I think you can probably guess what three times they were um but the first one was when Kevin De Bruyne came off injured um really and I was texting I I was texting Rachel as this happened um and I was like oh my god not again yeah like I cannot do this again um that was just bad if you don't know he had to go off in the other final against Chelsea with a much worse injury aka a broken face but he tore his hamstring (laughs) yeah um (laughs) not trying to say not trying to say anything I mean it sucks for him like it's awful I mean like twice it's, it's, but that's just like yeah bad for luck. that to happen <laughs> twice like that's so so awful um yeah. and although it does confirm I, we've been suspecting that De Bruyne was playing injured um for for a little while um and he did confirm after the game that he has been been playing with a hamstring problem for yeah. for about two months now yeah, which um and given great. his performances against Bayern and and Real Madrid that's really impressive that he yeah. made it this long yeah. it's just a shame that he couldn't make it another 60 minutes yeah. um and be on the field when they actually want it um 
which, you know, so I, so I cried at at that point and I was so high. I mean, I was so emotional. Like I was so high anxiety that like, I probably would have cried at anything. Um, but I cried then. Um, and then I, I will tell you during halftime and sort of the beginning of the second half, I had this immense sense of dread. Like I was so sure I had this pit in my stomach. I felt like it was going to be exactly like the Chelsea final two years ago um, when it was, you know, I, I was like, it's going to be, it's the same. It's going to be the same. He's going to, De Bruyne came off injured. They're the better team. They should win. They're going to give up a fluke goal and not be able to put it in the back of the net. And yeah. I just, I had this immense sense of dread and because I had had so much dread between basically when Kevin came off in like the 34th minute or so. And when Rodri finally scored at the 68th minute, because that sort of 40 minutes or so I'd spent so full of dread when he scored, I am not exaggerating when I say I hyperventilated. Like I was was like, is she going to be alive after I was hyperventilating. I was crying and hyperventilating on my couch. And I know like, for someone who is not deeply invested in sports that like when i say that it sounds ridiculous right like for that i had like such a strong physical reaction to this but like i don't know how to explain and i'm not even going to bother trying to explain it because if you know you know and if you don't you don't like yeah you don't um, understand i mean like not like i but, feel that way like not not to your level but like random arsenal games i mean i talked about like not yeah. being able to watch their games this season like the second half of their season but like if you don't understand you'll never understand but like i fully understand you and, yeah like you either you either know or you don't but like yeah. it was so and 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 then i had and then i almost like once we went up on nothing i almost like wouldn't let myself hope yeah, um, also because after the goal was scored, like it wasn't like Inter had some like very clear open chance. Like there wasn't because time here's, for you to relax. Yes. And here's the other thing. Do you remember how I said last week that I had a dream scenario and a nightmare scenario? Yeah, and your nightmare scenario included Kevin De Bruyne getting hurt. I have guessed. my nightmare scenario was not over because Rodri scored. My nightmare scenario actually became more likely when what, we scored first. Score first. My my nightmare scenario. My nightmare scenario was that De Bruyne comes off injured again. We score first, give up a goal in injury time to take it to extra time, and then lose in extra time or PKs. Yeah, that was my fucking bad. That was my nightmare scenario. Literally the last kick of the game. Literally almost happened. I will say the last kick, literally the header off the inter corner was like inches away from being a goal. Ederson made a save. Ederson made a great save. Yeah. Um that was not far away from happening. Inter was very close to scoring a few goals. One of them, if you look at the screenshot of it, it is very funny. The one that literally Lukaku. Basically, blocks. Lukaku blocks his teammate's kick that's going to mm-hmm. go into the goal and tie it 1-1. And when you see it, you're just like, how is this man still playing football? It's unreal. He's it's whatever so the funny. opposite. Lukaku is whatever the opposite of clutch is. Um, it's so bad. I'm sure he's done something good on his career. It's just so funny because, like, 
Well, he'll score phenomenal yeah. goals in games that are not do or die. And then when yeah. it comes time to be clutch, he does shit like that. And you kind of feel for the guy, but at the same time, I don't. You do. Um, well, you don't. I and I, I. It was so stupid. I don't. But it was just funny. It was just like, like because but honestly, after City scored, it was not like it flipped and City completely dominated. It like mm-mm. felt like Inter was still pushing, and again, City didn't really absolutely. like. Ederson like, made Ederson made a couple oh, of fantastic really, saves. Yeah. Um, and actually, Ruben Diaz. I don't understand. I genuinely thought when he first did this that he had scored a own goal. Like when oh, it this. it came in and and it came off Ederson and he heads it just wide of the post. Yeah, it was it's a, it's a brilliant defensive play. Like literally brilliant. Yeah. And my heart was in my throat. Like I yeah. <laughs> like um so the third time I cried obviously was at was at the final whistle. Um when a large number of um city players also um cried um, um yeah do we have anything else to say in the game or should i let you loose um i don't really have anything else to say on the game other than i it certainly was not um or i guess it just sort of the start of letting me loose um there i i do have a couple notes i said my i said ruben diaz um because i thought he i thought there were three players that played really, really excellent games in the final. Three city players. Um, Ederson was one. Ruben Diaz was one. And then the third was John fucking Stones. Yeah, he played well. Um, and I just want to take a moment to talk about John Stones. Um, because John Stones, three years ago, was a run-of-the-mill center back. Right? Like, he was good. I've been, I've been pleased with him for his entire city career. Um, but he was not anything that anybody was really talking about. Um, and then he is now in the Champions League team of the season in the midfield. Yeah, wait, I stared at that for a second and I was like, what the hell? And And that's correct. You heard that correct. They did not fuck up. He is in the Champions League team of the season in midfield. He is so... I don't think anybody realized before this year how fucking intelligent of a player John Stones is because it's not like he's 22 and he got shifted. He's 26 or 27. Um, You know, so he's in the middle of his career. Um, He's sort of at really what's usually the late 20s are the peak of your career, right? Right. And he has been shifted from a center back to playing left back hybrid six into the eight. Some of his runs into the midfield into the attacking box are so ridiculously intelligent that you're like how does this man not been playing this position his whole life like it's genuinely incredibly impressive the way he has pivoted positions this year as a fully grown developed player yeah um and a lot of that credit of course is to pep because we we know pep is a genius but i just think that like outside of being an out like a good player in general like I don't think anybody realized just how intelligent of a player John Stones is until he made this 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 transition and I've just been so so impressed with him um and it's just man it's just good 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 fun Mm -hmm. to see very 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 exciting um 
Um, I'll be honest. I am. There's been obviously, you know, rival fans have been saying a lot of shit on social media, and I've been ignoring the vast majority of I'm it so because proud I of you. Because well, I don't you care, just be right? Like, because you you're just being you bitter. Won. I'm yeah, having yeah. a good time. Like, you're just being bitter. I don't yeah, care, yeah, yeah. right? There's only one thing that is bothering me. Sure. There's only one thing that people are saying that's bothering me, and this is this is it is in response to something city players or city fans um sort of tout, but I don't think that this is really a hot take. Um, and I'm actually, I'm not going to put this as a question. I'm going to put this as a statement. Um, and yes, I'm a City fan, but I am I am stating this. Kevin De Bruyne is the best midfielder, attacking midfielder, to play in the Premier League. Period. That is, I'm, I'm making that statement. I'm not, I'm not arguing it. I'm making the statement. You disagree, you disagree on your own time. I'm making the statement. Regardless of the outside of that statement, basically, because basically what was happening is that's a common, I'm making that statement unequivocally. Now I'm going to get into what's pissing me off. Um, Who are other uh, Premier League attacking midfielders? So I'm not really going to argue the point. Um, and, and I, but, but at the same time, I don't have a super strong reaction to other people arguing the point generally. Um, but the thing is, City fans have been saying that for years essentially for for the last two to three years or so have been saying that um and I think there's whether or not you agree with my unequivocal statement um there's certainly an argument for it um I'm gonna I'm saying yes you want to argue yeah do it on your own time I just but, don't know um I'm not gonna not disagree with you I just don't know like who like off the top of my head I'm like who else is in the pool of play? It's kind of a, it's kind of a, the statement itself is kind of a, a segue into what sure. the thing is, because yeah. what is irking me is, and, and basically city pants have been saying that for years and the, and the thing that people have been sort of shooting back at him, right. And like pushing against rival fans is that he didn't want to, he hasn't won a champions league, right. That's what they, they've sure. been pushing back, which I, I think is, is it's not quite to the same extent, but that's kind of like making the argument that Messi wasn't the greatest player before he won the World Cup. I sure, but also right. that argument is all like, I I think we agree that that's a yeah, but they're always going to make that. But argument. I think that's they're an argument that, that argument. a lot of football fans probably have, and fine, yes, they're always going to make that argument. So whatever. Well, now he's won the Champions League. So what now? Right. That's basically sure. like what a lot of City fans are saying. Like, haha, what now? What's been pissing me off is that, and it's mostly Manchester United fans, but it's, you know, it's a smattering of rival fans throughout that are including some like relatively well-known, like talking heads in English football and like, not like official pundits, but like the guys who have like little talk shows, you know, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Who are basically saying, "Oh no, 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 Kevin, Kevin De Bruyne, he he folds in big games. He folds in big games. He's not a big game player." And they're making this argument because he came off injured in two Champions League finals, and that pisses me the fuck off because the injuries that Kevin De Bruyne came off in these two finals, in the one against Chelsea a couple years ago. 
he broke his eye socket. He broke his face. Like his face. he br- literally broke his face. Um, and in this one, he clearly was injured, tried to keep playing, and like physically could not. Like, and I think to hold those two 90-minute games against him when he was instrumental in getting the team to that to just speaking this year, Kevin De Bruyne is instrumental in getting the team to the final. Yeah. Him coming off injured, he was absolutely clutch in the first leg against Real Madrid. He scored the goal that yeah, it made nice it level goal. going into the second leg. And he had assists in that second leg. Like, I don't, that is such a frustrating argument to me. And, and offend, I'm offended by that argument because I just think it is so lacking of empathy. And that's the something that really, really irks me sometimes about football fans um, is that is the joy that they seem to take in when rival players are injured. Yeah, um, I would, I 100% agree. And yeah. this, that take comes to me as taking joy in the fact that Kevin De Bruyne tore his hamstring. And I think that is despicable. Yeah. Like, I don't like... There's a lot of players out there in the world that I do not like. But mm-hmm. I'm not going to make an argument against that player because they ever... Because they got hurt. Yeah. I, that will never be a reason that I make an argument against a player. And so that that is the only... And I've seen all sorts of shit. And I don't care about any of the rest of it because you're just fucking bitter and I don't care. Um, that is the only comment that I've seen that I, that like truly bothers me. Yeah. Because, and I think it's because of that lack, of, there's a, it, it, it implies a lack of empathy. Yeah, yeah. And, I, no, I completely agree. And I just think that like, you can dislike my team and I don't care. There's plenty of fucking teams that I don't dislike, right? Like, there's rivalries in football. You don't like it. We win too much, whatever. I don't give a fuck, right? Like, you can, yeah. whatever argument, whatever you reason sure. you dislike, you don't like Kevin De Bruyne. I don't really know what there is to, like, dislike on a personal level about Kevin De Bruyne. Like, he doesn't really do much, you know? Like, you don't like his life. You like, you like your attacking midfielder better than Kevin De Bruyne. You're lying to yourself, but okay. Like, you know, you, you do whatever you want like whoever you like you don't have to justify disliking somebody um to me i like people for no reason i dislike people for no reason all the time so like i don't care it just really bothered me that they are like using an injury or two injuries of which kevin de Bruyne has no control over like as a as a mark against him like and this and it's not like he's a chronically injured player either, right? Like, because I think you can have some conversations about like Neymar, for example, and his sure. and his injury issues. And I don't think that diminishes Neymar as a player, but I do think it diminishes his value on whether or not you would want him at your club, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like, I think yeah, yeah, yeah. An, I, I do and think I, that that you can say for across all sports is always like if you're chronically have injuries like Neymar has bad ankles like that sucks it's not his fault but it's right and there's sometimes only so much you can do but it impacts you as a player which impacts you and your I don't know but I just like that was really just grinding my gears about Kevin De Bruyne and but at the end of the day like 
look how happy he is he's so happy like he's showing a photo of that his her phone screensaver now that was who was yeah. it it was de bruyne Foden. it's de bruyne foden and holland holding um, the, holding the holding the champions the, league holding the champions league trophy. trophy um but you know he's delighted and he's living his best life so you know i i'm gonna leave it at that but that was really um really grinding my gear but I think as a segue into from him coming off injured, we saw something that makes me really excited about the future. Um, and that is Phil Foden playing through the middle of the park. Yeah. Um, I have been saying really since he started with the first team, so like, what, five years ago now, um, that he eventually is going to move from the wing into the middle of the park and he is going to be great there. Um, and we're finally starting to see that happen um, post his issue with his appendix. That's where he's come in a lot. He's coming yeah. for De Bruyne in the middle of the park. Um, and I, I thought Jen, I thought, you know, he looked really good there in the final. There were moments where you can see the potential that's there. And I think it's going to, we're going to see more of it next year. De Bruyne is certainly getting older um, and isn't necessarily built to play the amount of minutes at this point in his career that that city plays over the course of, you know, all these competitions. Um, so I'm so, so excited. I just wanted to shout that out there. I'm so, so excited about his center, um, his sort of future sure. in the center of the pitch. Um, two of my other notes are really sort more of just sort of like shouts and then we'll get into Graylish um, and all there this is, is that, like there is the podcast. there. No, I'm just um, one, with City having won the treble, a lot of people are giving shouts to Holland for the bond. Or I will not be one of them. Um, Thank God. Because I'm, I'm not either. <laughs> I'm just going to kind of leave it at that. I do think he's going to finish top three. Um, sure. And I could I understand that. Maybe. Uh, but I so still would think you it's make the argument Because I make the argument that like a player like De Bruyne should be in the top three. Yeah. So that honestly is one of the mo- things that I find most upsetting about him getting shut him getting injured and having to come yeah, off because I think had Kevin De Bruyne had played the 90 minutes in that game and you know for Kevin De Bruyne as a person and or for for Kevin De Bruyne only pretty much or there's probably two players for Kevin De Bruyne and Phil Foden this is probably the worst year that City could have won a treble <laughs> yeah. um because they've both had and I say that as if Kevin De Bruyne didn't have the most assists in the Premier League and the most assists in the Champions League, because um, he did have both of those. But this was a relatively slow year for De Bruyne. Um, yeah. He had a yeah. he had a bit of a slump in the middle of the season. Obviously, Foden had a handful of injury issues, and he usually plays a bigger role in these sort of campaigns as well. Um, but I think had De Bruyne not had that little midseason slump and him played the full ninety minutes and either bagged an assist or or scored himself in the final, I think I would be pulling really, really, really hard for him to win the Ballon d'Or. Um, on, on the one hand, it's a blessing in disguise probably because that now I don't have to be – now yeah. I, I have no expectations of yeah. him sort of winning it, so I don't have to be crushed when he doesn't. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's kind of a blessing in disguise in that way. But um, I, I do, th- I think you're right in the sense that like, we've talked about this sort of briefly before in the sort of credit that goal scorers get. And obviously Holland is a, is a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant goal scorer. Like sure. 
brilliant. He scored 52 goals in 53 games across all competitions this year. Like, obviously, he's a brilliant goal scorer. Obviously, he played a significant role in the trophies that City won this year. Um, But I think what's nice about this City team, or one of the things that I really like about this City team, is that there isn't – there are probably 12, 13, 14 guys um, on that roster, at least – that you can say they don't win this trouble without. Um, it's it's you can't put it just on one person, um, and I think that's nice in the one sense because I think that's I think that's how football should be. Um, is that it, you know everybody is really important um, to to winning your goals, but it does kind of hurt in award season in the sense that like, there's no one guy that you can pick out and be like, he won the, he won them the trouble. Um, and people are picking out Holland as that guy because he scores so many goals and he was the big, you know, signing last summer. Um, but I don't think that's accurate really to say, obviously, I, I mean, I think he helps, but, there's other things that happened. There's other things that changed and shifted city style of play shifted a little bit, you know, from last year to this year, which yes, is in part because of Holland, but not entirely their defensive structure. The city um, conceded very few goals um, in the champions league this year. Um, and that's, you know, a difference their their back line being so solid and so yeah like people are going to continue to shout for holland and the bonds or i will not be one of them i am gonna be a messy girly um yeah i mean i think that it would be a little bit crazy if i think that you're right if one city player had been like you know far and away beyond whatever maybe they would have gotten it but i just feel like it's gonna go to messy and then it's yeah that'll be I mean he'll be it'll be his last one and we can move on type thing like I think yeah like I think if had Kevin De Bruyne for example broken Thierry Henry's assist record in the Premier League this year and like scored a goal in the final um and sort of really carried in a in a way um then we might have seen a really strong argument for him but yeah I don't I don't know the only um, other note I have before I get into sort of the meme funny stuff that is the celebrations. Um, there's obviously a lot um, that we are expecting to see in the next couple of ga- days now that everything is officially done. Um, everything is done. There's nothing else um, in transfer talks and stuff. And there's four players really um, that are, are on the bubble um, basically at, or that I've heard rumors about at city. Gundo and, and Bernardo Silva are obviously the two biggest ones. Um, there's really conflicting ports of, reports about Gundogan. Um We'll see. Bernardo Silva is making me nervous, mostly because there's video of Jack Grealish um, at the parade begging Bernardo Silva and saying, please don't go. Um, is he going to go to Barcelona? Mm, it's I don't know I don't think so I don't know um I don't know anyway we don't there's no official anything but that just like greatest doing that makes me nervous and then um both Laporte and Mares are also potentially on their way out um rumor has it city's going to be looking to sign wingers this year um which makes a lot of sense if any combination of 
Mares, Gunduan, and uh, Silva are coming out are, are going to leave, especially um, if we are thinking that Phil Foden is going to play a lot more centrally, which I think if Gunduan leaves, um, he certainly will. Um, even if he doesn't, I think he will. But um, those are the four players that I have my eye on in terms of potentials to leave the club this summer. Um, so we will see. Two of them I feel strong. I feel very strongly about that. I hope that they don't. Mares and Laporte, I, I don't care as much. I I don't want them to leave per se, but I will not be heartbroken. Yeah, yeah. Um, but as you may know, uh, Jack Raylish is the party animal of the UK. Of the Jack Raylish. Of Europe? I don't know. Jack Raylish finished the Champions League final. Saturday night and this probably would have been about by the time they left they like finished with the trophy lift and everything it probably was about 1 a.m local time um the party started as everyone expects at approximately 6 a.m the next morning Jack Graylish was still in his kit yes he was trashed still in Jack Graylish went to the nightclub in his full kit Yep. Socks included. Yep. Shin guards were no longer in there if you wear shin guards in the first place, but socks included. There were still, you could still see grass stains on him at 6 a.m. Istanbul time, uh, Sunday morning. Yeah. Um, so so that's just where we started. Um, this is only the beginning. Only the this beginning. is only the beginning because then they fly back to Manchester. They come off the plane. Jack Raylish is clearly still inebriated. Right. Um, so are most of them to be honest um they're all partying whatever it's they fly back to manchester sunday night i don't believe it was the entire team but a good chunk of the team flew uh to ibiza sunday night okay great landed in ibiza they landed in ibiza at about midnight local time in ibiza they then went to a nightclub for six hours until 6 a.m. And then they flew back to Manchester. Monday morning. Then they went to a hotel for just to, to like sleep it off for a couple of hours. And then they flew back to Manchester. They landed at about 1 p.m. Uh, Manchester in, in Manchester um, to go directly to the parade. So yeah. you can imagine the state of Jag Raylish at this point. Yeah. Um, and then comes the parade itself. Now, if you remember anything about last year's parade and Jack Relish's antics, um, you probably know where this is going. Yeah. But let's put it this way. Are we surprised he didn't fall off sure, the bus? I am not sure that Jack Graylish ever received one of those treble winning shirts. I have not seen any photos of him in it. I believe there's photos of him with it around his neck. But Jack Raylish gave up wearing a shirt pretty quickly. Um, he then, at some point, acquired one of the high red, like the high vis vests. Um, yeah, I saw and that too. Wore that for a good chunk of the evening. Um, it is probably worth noting Jack Raylish was not the only one who lost their shirt. It was torrentially pouring um, during I mean, honestly, in Manchester during this classic Manchester weather for a parade, right? Like, which is what Pep said. Pep was like, "It wouldn't be Manchester if it wasn't raining." Yeah, and I feel like I'll they, be honest, yeah. given the look of those crowds, I don't think anybody was deterred um, by the weather. Cares. They they were pretty they were pretty packed in there. 
Um, but yeah, Diaz lost his shirt. Uh, Holland did not have his shirt. It was really just abs on display. Um, but Grails uh, was Grails. Um, he at one point called Bernardo, told Bernardo Silva he looked homeless. <laughs> um, what else did he do? Um, Jack. Uh, oh, apparently, um, I follow this gal on Twitter named uh, Ariel, and she is she works for Man City US, and she was at the parade, and she she tweeted, but there would have been video of it as well. Jack Grealish repeatedly between uh, Sunday and or between Saturday night and and the the night of the parade. He liked to uh, let everyone know or make an announcement, essentially, that w- were the following words. I am a turkey and the turkey needs feeding. And at that point, he would nod his head back and open his mouth for one of his teammates to pour liquor into. Does my um, question if he made it up to let's just is he alive? So the question everyone is asking is, did Jack Graylish make it to England camp? I'm um, looking. I'm 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 look I'm looking on their Instagram. I have not seen anything to confirm that he did. No. Um, I, yeah, has I don't see anything, man. So um is I will say have they both not made it? Uh Phil Phil's a little bit more had his shit together um speaking of phil foden um phil foden's uh eldest child his his son uh is essentially attached to his kid uh oh, yeah. ronnie foden, I actually saw a video of this kid he's cute ronnie foden is adorable he's four i think four maybe five i think he's four um but he runs around with the team basically all the time um the manchester city fans have a meme or, or sort of meme him quite a bit. He's he's quite a bit of a Manchester City meme. Um, they call him Elway, um, which I've been told in Spanish essentially means like the dude. Um, yes, yeah. So he just he's Elway. Like if there's a video of him, like all the comments will say like Elway, Elway, Elway. Um, but anyway. Ronnie Foden was did steal a bit of the show. There's a video of him um, dancing on the bus and um, Rico Lewis. It's like from Rico Lewis's phone, and 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 he's just kind of giggling. And then Ronnie Foden goes, "Send that to my dad." Like it's so funny. Like, That's the one that I saw. Um, and then there's a video of them in the locker room. He's on Foden's shoulders, and he's like the only person not the, the team in the locker room. Ronnie Foden, Ronnie Foden's just like hanging around. Um, he's truly living his best four-year-old life like he's he really phil really brings his kid everywhere um um phil phil was definitely not anywhere near the level um that jack was i i will say that yeah um no one was near the level jack was although to jack's credit i do think he did win the most iconic photo of the yeah that was a pretty nice deal. photo i did see that i assume you know the one i'm talking about where he's at yes. the back of the bus with his arms spread wide um it's a pretty i i have a feeling that's going to be one of those photos that you know 10 15 years from now when people talk about this treble that's a photo that's going to get you know thrown out there um 
So, uh, so we'll give him credit for that. Um, we we apparently are not able to confirm whether or not Jack Rillish is made it to England training. No. Hopefully, uh, he, uh, hopefully we get an update on him soon. I will later. say, I will say another person who was pretty toasted um, was Calvin Phillips. Ah, uh, yes, um, yes. Which I will say, England's camp. Um, listen, if Jack made it to England's camp, I think everybody else made it to England's camp. We don't know whether Jack did or not, but um i i think i think it's it's quite possible that phil uh phil and uh um john stones had to sort of corral walker phillips and uh and grails um but i i guess we'll probably since we don't know to tonight we'll we'll find out tomorrow um one would hope whether whether he made it i am i'll be honest though i think it's kind of strange um, that they are like insistent on them joining today. I don't know. I feel like they just want to treble. Like, do you really need them to play against uh Malta on Friday? Like, no, but probably like maybe they should just like be there. Yeah. He also Jack also wore silk pajamas to the after party. Um. Here, okay. I'm looking. I'm looking. Let's see. They did. They did all make it. Wow, they made it. Okay, fantastic. Yep. Yep. All five of them made it to St. George's Park Tuesday night. Um Barely. They they are expected to be assessed before undergoing or undergoing a light training session tomorrow. Okay, are you still drunk? <laughs> Basically, basically, they stuck Jack um, in a room, and they gave him a bunch of Gatorade to drink, and they've got an IV in him, and they're sobering him up. Um, that's uh, that's what's going on there. Um, but basically, I don't think anyone in the world enjoyed the last several days. Um, you know, more than Jack Raelish, and I, I think. For me, given, you know, how much shtick he got last year and how great he's played this year, like, I am just delighted for him. Um, sure. Yeah. yeah. I'm so happy for Grails. I hope he doesn't feel too awful today. Um, and, Yeah. I am just delighted in general. It was an excellent weekend for me. I'm obviously so, so happy. I feels kind of surreal to be like, oh, we finally won the Champions League. It almost feels anticlimactic in a weird way. Um, but... Yeah, and now I get to sort of take a break from City for the next couple of months, um, which will be kind of nice given how anxiety-inducing the last, you know, 10 days have been. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm sure I will change my mind in another couple of weeks and miss club um, football. But um, for now, it'll be nice to sort of, um, you know, switch gears, look at national teams a little bit. Yeah, so um, Matt, are you done? Have you completed? Yeah, I'm your... done. That's that's sort of my segue into beautiful. 
Um, we only have like what, national teams. other things to talk about, maybe. Yeah, I think we wanted to. We did want to briefly sort of discuss um, the U.S. men's national team. Um, there are essentially two rosters out right now: one for the Concacaf Nations League, and one that was just dropped for the Gold Cup. Um, I think I speak for both of us when we say the only one we give a shit about um, is the Nations League one because yeah. the Gold Cup one sucks. Yeah, um, I mean, I don't like no one in the Gold Cup team will be in the starting lineup on that team. No, very few, if any, one in the Gold Cup team will even make a 23 man, like a top 23 man roster. Yeah. I don't like, know why they did actual... it that way. Maybe whatever, but. There's not, yeah, I'm, the only thing I'm really peeved about is there's no Paxton Aronson on either one of the rosters. Yeah, which uh, I'm confused when by. When he wasn't on the Nations League one, I assumed he was going to be on the Gold Cup. Yeah, I did too. I don't know why he's not. Maybe he's hurt and we don't know. I, I think what's frustrating to me about the Gold Cup roster, the Gold Cup roster includes a bunch of MLS players, um, a couple of young guys, which I'm okay with, young guys. But I just feel like there's an opportunity for a handful of other people, um, younger, younger guys. I feel like if you if you can't if you if you're naming your top squad for the Gold Cup and you don't or for the Nations League and you don't want to carry over any of them to the Gold Cup, which is fine. I don't really care. Most of those guys play major European soccer, and I think they deserve a little bit of a break. So I agree. You know, I'm okay with that. The idea of them not being on both rosters, that's fine with me. But if you're going to name your top roster for the Nations League, why would you not, why would you bring a bunch of, essentially, a, a lot of guys who are either older or or random from the MLS, instead of taking the opportunity to maybe call up a couple, I know they just played a World Cup, but Call up a couple of the the under twenties, and uh, yeah, I mean instead of playing players who we don't even think have any potential at all, why don't we like start bringing in a crop of younger guys that yeah be or in some the of the system for a while? You know, there's a couple of guys floating out there that are in and around the youth system. That this could be if you can't name your top guys, this could be a good a good idea to just just take a look at them. Yeah, but instead we have a roster for the Gold Cup. That means I am very doubtful I will watch any Gold Cup. No, I'm not going to at all. I'm uninterested. I will be watching um the Nations League game. Um, yeah, whenever that is, I don't even know. I, I think it's this weekend. Yeah, I'm actually pretty excited to watch yeah. that game. If I'm honest, um. It's uh, it's a, it's Thursday. This Thursday. Yeah, it was soon. Yeah. Oh. It is this Thursday? At ten p.m. Um, no, it's at eight for me. Well, I think it's in I think it's in California. Okay. Yeah, it's at Allegiant Stadium. Um, but it's against Mexico, and I'm I'm excited for that game because no, Mexico is me always a good Mexico is usually a pretty good opponent, and this is pretty close to the U.S. men's national team's best 11. Uh, now, obviously, to see Balogun play. Yeah, and that's what everybody's really interested in, is how does Balogun fit in 
Um, and what does he look like with this, this squad? Obviously, they're missing Tyler Adams from injury. Um, Tim Ream, I believe, is floating around camp despite the fact that he broke his arm, but I don't know that he's going to play. I don't think um, he'll play. Yeah, but, but you know, aside from a, a, a couple of guys here and there, those are the two big ones, but um, that have injuries, everybody else is there and everybody else is healthy. Um, no major leave-offs from that squad in terms of sort of the top probably 15 or so players outside of those injuries. Um, so I'm really excited. I'm, I'm really excited that it's, it's, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. So it should be good. Um, so we have those to look forward to. The only other thing we wanted to talk about was, I mean, obviously truly transfer news will come. The only thing was this morning, like, Weird Mbappe news yet again. Um, yeah, basically, I feel I, like what I think has happened is is that Mbappe Mbappe has a year left on his contract, so next mm-hmm. summer he could just he leave for PSG free. for free. And what was floating around first was Mbappe had told PSG he was not going to renew his contract like next year. And so then everyone was like, oh, PSG is going to try and offload him this summer so they can get the mm-hmm. money that they want from him. And then Mbappe goes on Twitter and is basically like, no, nope, I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm not leaving. I'm definitely not going to Real Madrid. But also, he definitely did say that about his contract. So, uh, thoughts? Um... I feel like we go through this circle circus with him every summer. Like yeah. every summer it's he's going to leave. No, he's not. It's kind of like the, it's kind of like the Declan Rice thing, but yeah, the Declan on a Rice thing is actually going to happen. Or someone's um, offered basically what they wanted. So I think it's actually going to go through. But yeah, I don't know what the hell's going on with Mbappe. Um, yeah, I, I honestly, like, don't know. I think it's pretty bold of Mbappe to comment on it in the first place if he does intend to leave, um, well, like, also- publicly. Like, the, 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 the thing that gives me the most pause is that he, like, tweeted about it. Like, but I don't understand. That's that a pretty I don't bold that... take if he's planning on leaving. But at the same time, like nobody thinks he's going to extend his contract at PSG, and I can't imagine that PSG is going to let him go for free. No, it would be stupid of them to let him go for free, which is why it makes sense if they were going to get rid of him to let get rid of him over the summer, this summer. Yeah. Now th- there's no official anything, but there's city fans making jokes about like, haha, what if we got Mbappe? And I literally would die if that happened in a bad way. I do I not just, want him. I hate um, him. I do not want him. City into the ocean. I don't want it. I don't want it. I know you don't want outside it. Outside of the um, shitstorm that that would outside of the shitstorm that that would bring from everybody else. Um, even outside of that, I because I want nothing to do with that shitstorm. Um, but I also like. There's a couple reasons outside of the fact that I just don't like Mbappe. He also doesn't make sense for a Pep system. He didn't work hard enough. No, I mean he's not gonna. It's it. It wouldn't work. He's not a I Pep get, player. I he get why people are like, "Ooh, Mbappe and Holland on the same team," but 
No. That would be absolutely ridiculous. And in that case, then I would really want the Premier League, like, fair play, whatever sanctions to go through, because that would just be too ridiculous. That's not going to happen, though. Like, if he's no, gonna it's go not going to He's going to go to Real Madrid. I just don't think that's not going to that happen. Like, yeah. Which I don't. I would I don't. say would make Real Madrid insane with Bellingham. But here's the other thing. I am a bit confused. And now this doesn't have anything to do with City. It just, we just, you just happen to say something about it. But like, I'm just like a little confused what the rules are. Because if, if Madrid can spend 100 mil on Bellingham and then they're going to drop cash for Mbappe and then also maybe Harry Kane. Like that no, doesn't I mean, seem I think like they, they would... can possibly do that, right? Like they, no, I, I mean, they can't I, I possibly think, be I don't able think they to can. do that. I definitely don't think they can. And I don't know the difference between Premier League and La Liga rules, but I mean, I would have pause with that. I think that shouldn't be allowed. Right? It seems like, way too much because, money. Because yeah, I, I don't think no, any of those players is going to be less than 100 mil. So you're talking they're going to spend 300 mil? Like, no, I, no, I, like... I, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I completely agree on that stance. I don't, it doesn't, it, like, that, that's why it doesn't, like, to that's me, why I'm kind of like, where is he going to go? Well, also because Real went in for Bellingham, which honestly, great, good. They that should. was going that, to happen. He should be higher priority. Yeah, that makes sense. He's really rounding out Real's midfield quite nicely now. No, but I agree. I don't know. And I also don't know because, like, PSG's kind of clearing shop. Like, they're clearing shop for Mbappe. And Mbappe's just going to leave? I don't know, man. I don't know. PSG is such a shit show. Like, top to bottom, everything about that club is a shit show. Um, Other questions around PSG are, is Neymar leaving? If Mbappe leaves? I know, but if Mbappe leaves, does Neymar leave? I don't know. This hurts my head. If know. Neymar leaves, where does he go? No one wants him. Which I feel bad about that, I'll be honest, because I think Neymar is genuinely an excellent player who has unfortunate He's had injury luck. issues. Yeah, no, I'd agree. And I do think that he made a mistake leaving Barcelona. But... No, he did, and he can't really live that down, which it, it's unfortunate, but he just can't break free of that. Yeah, and that's unfortunate because I do think he is genuinely a brilliant player. Um, when he is healthy, he is a brilliant player. Yeah. Um, random other side notes um, in terms of are they allowed to do that? Um, <laughs> more rumors surrounding Inter-Miami, bringing in Jordi Alba. Name I definitely, don't know, MLS. I definitely don't know MLS. Jordi rules. Alba. M, um, Neymar, Luis Suarez, and Busquets are all names I've heard attached uh, to the 2014, Miami. 2015 Barcelona, here we come. Yeah, <laughs> like, um, you know, which I don't, so I don't They definitely know. don't have the money for that. They cannot have the funds for that. No, well, here's the thing. I think they do have the actual money for it, but from what I understand, the issue with the MLS is actually about salary cap rules. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That would make sense. And I believe from what I understand, each MLS roster gets three spots, essentially. They get three, basically, freebies where they get to spend as much as they want on the salary, I believe. Mm. They, they get three players where they get to do that. And so I think that's what, like, they had an open spot. So that's how they could bring in Messi. 
because they had an, an open freebie spot. But they only get three of them. And my understanding is they only had one open. Now they could, of course, get rid of the two that they already had and bring in two of Messi's buddies. But like... What if that was in his contract? <laughs> yeah, honestly. Who knows what was in that contract, to be honest. Some there's all sorts of rumors about... shit, most likely. There's Whatever. all sorts of rumors about the crazy shit in that contract. But anyway, that aside, PSG's a shit show. We don't know what the fuck is going on there. Your guess is... Anybody's guess is probably as good as anybody else's. Yeah. Um, we'll let you know as things progress. Um... By the time we record next, there might actually be some news because we won't be recording for a little while. Yeah, so um, we um we will be taking probably at least about a month. Probably um, up until the World, Women's World Cup. We need a break, um, and it's kind of the perfect little gap for us to... Uh, yeah, we, we need a break. I'm going on vacation. Um, so yeah, we're going to take at least... It'll be 100% at least a month from now Yeah. Um, before yeah. you hear from us again. Um, and then we'll probably just play it by ear um in terms of when we have some uh, uh, enough content to talk about um if that comes before we do a world cup women's world cup preview um we yeah. will do an episode yeah. if if it doesn't then you may next hear from us and we'll do a bagel uh preview for the women's world cup we're hoping we can get um get Allie excited. back on to do some, oh yes ali must do come some back for world some cup kit reviews yeah um in the sort of in the midst of our our sort of discussions i i think we're kind of hoping that we can do both the kit we'll do a big it'll probably be a pretty long episode we'll do kit reviews um roster um sort of analysis and then sort of our overall predictions um for the women's world cup but that will come shortly before it actually begins um we may or may not have an episode beforehand um probably only if there's some pretty big transfer news yeah, um, and enough of it too to like enough make of it to like fill up an episode. So there's also we like see the Nations about... League is going like there yeah. are some random competitions going on. So we may be able to compile enough kind of yeah. random stuff into a little bit of like here's a quick summer update. Type yeah, of so but we'll see. So we'll see. Um, but we definitely will be will be a little while before you before you hear from us again. Hopefully, you don't miss us too badly. Um, you can always go back and listen to our old rants if you list if you miss us being crazy. I still think it'd be um, really really funny if we went back and listened to the first one, but I'm scared to do so, so I refuse to. I don't want to. So no. someone else can though. You listeners, you are welcome to. We shall not be doing that. We will not be doing that, but you are welcome to. Um, yeah, I don't think I think that's about it. Um, I certainly ended the season on a high. I think Rachel is a pessimist, but she probably should be fairly optimistic for her future. Um, I'm fairly optimistic. Me saying that I didn't think we were going to win the Champions League is not pessimistic. That's just reality. No, but you, no, I'm not even talking about that. You've just been generally pessimistic. Um, I'm an Arsenal fan. Look, look, never get your hopes up. Never get your. I almost got my hopes up, and look what happened. So never get. You know what, Rachel? You know what, Rachel? Sometimes dreams come true. Okay. Well, lucky you. Mine don't apparently. (laughs) It just wasn't your year. You can have one later on. Um. How rude of you. We'll end it there. We're ending it on that. Yep. Go Gunners. Come on, sit there.